Hi there. Welcome to the Isogo TV podcast from isogostrong.com. I am your host, Becky Hammond, and you and I gather here on this podcast to fixate on strength in our families and on our teams. Because when we start from assuming strength, we can make relationships easier. This is episode 111. In some way, your life today doesn't look like the life that you led just a few weeks ago. Let's call that pre-virus. I know mine doesn't. Here I am sitting a cabin in the mountains instead of an apartment in DC. There's chains and stress and this sense of crisis all around us in a new way that very few of us have ever experienced before. Work and family and shopping and getting together have been completely flipped and we don't even really know when it will all end or what it will look like when it all comes out. We are now a few episodes into a new podcast series here on Isogo TV about strengths and crisis. And here's why we're chatting about it. We have the tools we need to thrive during this time, as uncertain as it is. We're all equipped to get through it in different ways, through the filter and power of our individual strengths. But we need each other to help see the way through, to share how we're doing well and how we're also struggling, just like everybody else. As we talk about strengths in crisis, we are wrestling with questions like, what does it look like to know and really take advantage of the things that are strongest about you, even during a time of stress? How do those strengths really show up and help you thrive? And how do they also sometimes step in and make things a little bit worse? In today's episode, you are going to so appreciate the way our guest, Erin Passens, shows up to help us all by sharing her story. Erin is incredibly successful and incredibly optimistic. She's an expert in her field and her work with leaders and teams is in high demand because her reviews of what it is like to work with her are like out of the park. Because she's so naturally successful, it's even more powerful as she opens up and shares a story of impact that goes beyond her business and into the core of who she is as a person. She shares with us what it looks like to dig into strength to pull the positive out of a dreadful situation. What it's like when her strengths just aren't able to live in the energy that they usually do. And she helps us all see that it's okay to just let it all out sometimes. You guys soak this in. Erin has a great story and a great message to share. So let's dive in. Well, hello. I am talking today with my friend and colleague and in some ways, strengths consultant mentor, uh, Aaron Passens. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> Hi, Becky. Good to be with you today. Oh, I'm so excited. There's so many reasons why I love that we're having this conversation right now. Uh, you know, the, the connectedness in me just like goes right back to that moment where we're sitting together for the first time at Tartine and all of a sudden just like, like little sparks start flying because we both are thinking very similar things about what the strengths movement could look like in San Diego. And all of a sudden now you've been running the strengths network San Diego for over six years. I mean, this is a, an amazing, yeah, amazing moment crazy. to think back on that. Yeah, I know. And that was such a magical moment too, that all those, all those great ideas flying and, and what, what a powerful partnership was initiated in that, that cafe. So it's fun. It's fun to look back on that. Yeah, You're always there yeah. with us in spirit. I hope you know. Thank you. Thank you. I do feel that. I still get the emails and I'm like, 
I, I, I don't know if you know, but I can't make it. You're like, yeah, I, I know you can't make it. I'm like, I know, but I wish I could. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, all good. You're there with good. us in some way. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, today it's exciting, um, especially for me, because we get to talk about, um, about the way that you live your life through your strengths. Um, you not only live in strength, but you work very, I, I mean, that, that is your life's work. It's helping other people understand how they can be better communicators, better leaders, better teams. Um, and you use all sorts of resources. And one of those is this foundation of, you know, what if we just all started asking what's right with people? Um, and so I'm excited to explore that today uh, with you. You know, the excitement kind of wanes a little bit when we talk about this, the crisis and kind of the situation and scenario in which we find ourselves talking about this, because we're going to be talking about strengths in crisis. Um, you know, not too long ago, four weeks ago, everything was going off as normal. And then all of a sudden, stuff hit the fan. And so um, as we're getting introduced to you, right. why don't we, um, why don't you just give us, tell us a little bit about, uh, about yourself, who you are, what you've done for work, what your family's like, and why don't you start kind of pre-coronavirus and then you can kind of move up into what, what started <laughs> happening when, um, when your life was inevitably impacted by this world crisis. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it'll be good to share. I I think it's so interesting to be reminded, as you just said, of this really only starting about four or five weeks ago for most of us. Certainly, it started globally, you know, a few months before that. But I mean, it's like, how how is it possible that our whole world has been turned upside so quickly? That's the crazy thing, right? Um, but let's see. So so pre COVID nineteen worlds um, and hopefully future uh, as well. Um, I am a leadership development consultant and executive coach uh, based in San Diego. I've been in this business for um, going on 17 years, which is crazy to think about. Um, it's, uh, it's so true what they say that time flies when you're having fun. And I definitely think I'm in the, the right job for who I am and what my talents bring to the world. Um, so I actually started this part of my career uh, working for Gallup. So everyone who knows the StrengthsFinder language, you know that Gallup is sort of the originator of that. So I had the, the good fortune about eight and a half years with them, just really going deep with uh, understanding engagement and leadership and strengths-based development from a, a true kind of subject matter expert uh, standpoint. So got to really interact with a lot of very smart people who I'm still continuing to be good and colleagues with today. Um, and then I left Scallop in 2011 and started my own practice. Uh, did a little bit of work with uh, Qualcomm here in San Diego, which is a big uh, high-tech company. So got to, to spend some of that time building an internal infrastructure around strengths-based development, which was super fun. Um, and then have continued to broaden my clients uh, through small to mid-sized businesses all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. So I love the variety of that. Um, I'd say probably 75% of my business is in leadership and team facilitation. So group workshops, uh, that's a big part of what's changed, which I'll talk about here in a second. Um, and then about 25, 30% of, uh, of my job is in individual coaching or other types of um, organizational consulting. So um, that's a, a good segue into uh, what's changed. And of course, uh, being a, a pretty event-driven consultant, uh, all events were canceled in about mid-March, right? So within the span of about five days, I had 
literally my next four months of my business and everything on the calendar with very few exceptions was completely wiped out just like that. So I had a handful of coaching sessions that were still on the calendar that continued to, to move forward and a couple of virtual things I was working on. But, um, you know, the vast majority of my work is standing in front of a room full of people that we can't do anymore. So, uh, it was, I think the first week or two, I was in a little bit of shell shock, uh, just a little bit of paralysis of like, um, Hey guys, uh, (laughs) what happened here? You know? Right. Right. So, um, so now I'm just trying to figure it out, just trying how to, to figure out how to pivot. Uh, I'm moving some things to a virtual experience. Other things are just being postponed and I've got fingers and toes crossed that they all come back in the late summer or fall and hopefully things get to back to the new normal, whatever that is. Um, but we'll see. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. So it gives me a bit of anxiety as we talk here shortly about my strengths. You'll see why that is. <laughs> what? Uh, so, I mean, you're talking a little bit about all those things. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, I had a couple things cancel. I've done a lot. I've been doing a lot virtually, but like all of a sudden you have a clear schedule for the next four months. I mean, what, what, after you got through the haze, what, what did you start kind of experiencing in your, in your psyche? Yeah. So I don't know that I have a good answer for that. I think I'm still figuring it out a little bit. I think, um, you know, some stuff, so I, I teach a, a strengths finder, train the trainer session four times a year. That's kind of open to the public. And it's one of the only programs I do. That's sort of an open enrollment type session that I market to all my clients. And it's always an interesting mix of people. And that one was fortunately, I was able to pull out of my venue, which is usually uh, at a mm-hmm. hotel. It's uh, was scheduled to come up in May and we were able to uh, adjust that to a virtual environment. So I am going to do a virtual train the trainer which is great. So, um, I do have some, some stuff to work on to get that adjusted, but there's a lot of stuff that honestly, those that were driven by clients that, you know, they're, they were going to fly people in from all over the place to a particular event. And now we have to think about, is it even possible to do it virtually? Do we, do we want to do it virtually? How does the experience, uh, get impacted by doing it virtually? And I think right now people are still trying to answer that question. So I have, you know, so far only one client has come back and said, you know what, we're going to still do this, but we're going to make it a virtual experience instead. Um, and that client, uh, was doing a, like a two hour strengths intro session that was supposed to be live that now they're going to do virtual, which is a, a fairly easy transition. Everybody else had either half day, full day, or two day workshops that you just, you can't do that online in the same way anyway. Um, and so that's what we're in the midst of trying to figure out is I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that yeah. looks like yet. So yeah. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Well, we'll get into your awesome strengths and I'm sure you are only just wheeling and wheeling about like, how can we make this work or what, what are, what are some other options? Um, so what, when we talk about some of the key tools or perspectives that you feel like you've been using to help navigate this state of crisis, um, either in big picture or in your daily life. What are some of the things that come to mind that have really been helpful to you as you've navigated? 
Yeah. Um, well, interestingly, what I'll share, Becky, is is they're a little bit more kind of personal life related that have, that have mm. allowed me to have a little bit of balance. And I think um, fitness is one of them. Um, I uh, typically attend a an outdoor boot camp, and uh, my trainer has been gracious enough to move that to a virtual environment. So I've been able to pick that up again and start to feel like I'm myself again, getting more exercise, trying to take walks every day outside and get some fresh air. Um, trying to, you know, figure out how to navigate online yoga in my living room, you know, those, those kinds of things that just kind of take care of myself has been a big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Downward dog on the carpet, you kind of slide sideways a little bit, right? Um, yeah. So that's been interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad there's no video cameras on me when I'm watching them because that's, that's not cute. Um, <laughs> But I think, you know, the other thing, and, and this is something that I have often been a practitioner of is, is really, um, is gratitude. You know, mm -hmm. I think positivity is number two mm -hmm. in my strengths. So I've, I've always been a very optimistic person. I've always practiced gratitude. My husband and I, you know, whenever we share a bottle of wine, we always do a toast about something that we're grateful for or something that you mean every night then is, is that what you're saying? So yes, I wasn't going to say that, but yes. <laughs> the last few weeks anyway, yes. It used to be a weekend only alcohol uh, in Viper, but these days it's been nightly. So we're getting a little low on wine. I have anyway, we'll leave that for the podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, I gratitude is just being, you know, helping me to recognize that a lot of loss in my world, we, uh, yeah. we were planning on a anniversary vacation to Maui that we had to cancel. And so certainly there's things that we've lost, but not anywhere near the crisis that people are facing where they've lost their jobs permanently, or they've lost their homes, or they've, you know, they are wondering how on earth I feed my kids. I mean, God, I can't even imagine um, those levels of loss that are, you know, to me like, okay, I didn't get to go on vacation, like get over yourself. Yeah. So, so I think there's some of that that is recognizing, you know, it's okay to mourn for that a little bit, but also recognizing there's a lot of suffering in the world and, and being really thankful that we are where we are um, mm -hmm. has been very helpful to put things in perspective. Hmm. I just, I love that, uh, that practice of gratitude that it, it does. I mean, it's, it's not minimizing our experience. You know, I know it, we both agree in this regard. It's not like just because someone else has it worse, we can't mourn for the things that we've lost ourselves, right. but yet when right. you put it all in the bigger picture and the perspective, it's like, you know what? I'm, ex I'm so glad that I have my husband to walk down the streets of San Diego with this beautiful weather, like all the things, I'm, a million things I'm sure that you could possibly list, even though your life is legitimately yeah. in crisis as well. Like this is unprecedented in your yeah. personal life. And that's not something to, to say, well, I'm going to brush that underneath the rug just because other people are, are yeah. suffering in, in a different yeah. way. So yes, gratitude just yeah, feels absolutely. like, man, such an important part of our, our mindfulness in some ways. I know that you've worked, done work in mindfulness and you have friends that have done work in mindfulness. Like, what an amazing place to practice this. Like we think we can just do it in our everyday life when things are going hunky dory. Yes. Right. But then the, the discipline to practice mindfulness and gratefulness in a time where it just feels like there's not as much to be grateful for. And our mind keeps wandering to all these other things. Um, yeah. That's such an important tool. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. let's, um, let's talk about the role of your strengths. 
Um, I know that it's something that you kind of almost probably live and breathe without even thinking about it these days because you've been living your strengths for 17 plus years. Um, so as you kind of think about your, well, first of all, why don't you share your top five strengths? And actually, I don't want to limit you to whatever most your strengths are most important to you. Your dominant strengths are most important to you. Why don't you list those out and then maybe start to give us an, um, an idea of how you feel like your strengths have been helpful navigating the past few weeks. Um, and maybe even giving, giving us a specific example. Yeah. Um, so thank you for asking. Um, so yeah. my top five are strategic positivity, woo, relator, and communication. And then I would say I, I own several in my top 10, probably more specifically futuristic and arranger um, mm. that definitely play into some of my others in my top five. Um, and let's see how they've been helpful. I think, uh, sadly, even with positivity, what comes to mind first is how they've been getting in my way. But let me think about how they've been helpful. Um, I, I do think that my my strategic and arranger have been, like you mentioned earlier, kind of consistently spinning about trying to find options and angles yeah. and what could I do or how might I navigate through this or what is my next move and what's my next move after that. Um, and I think that's a dual-edged sword because it's also been a challenge because I don't have an answer to those things always. Yeah. And I usually do. And so that's, that's been tough, but it's allowed me to kind of continue to persevere. Um, I think probably more than anything, if I had to say that something positive, besides the positivity I sort of already mentioned with the gratitude piece, um, I think it's the, the relator side of things, of just mm. really cherishing my longstanding relationships. Um, I have uh, a friend in Europe, for example, who I used to work with at Gallup, and she and I have stayed friends. And, um, you know, we don't get to talk very often because she lives, a, you know, a world away. And we started these biweekly Zoom calls where wow. we get to catch up on what's going on. And it, and it feels like it did when we were living in the same city wow. and working together on a regular basis. And it feels like we can connect about things in ways that we haven't been able to for years. And so things like that, there are several examples of different groups of friends I could point to um, where I've had that experience where we're, we're not necessarily regular chatty friends in that way anymore, right. maybe every now and then or a couple times a year. But now to get to a place where it's like once or twice a month, I mean, that's a gift now that we have time for that. So I think my relator's really kicking in on, you know, making those connections and prioritizing, um, you know, the, the conversations that we're having. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you feel like those connections, do you think you feel like you're intentionally kind of seeking out those connections? Cause you know, intuitively that those are going to be the things that kind of help you cope, help you have more peace, help you kind of feel a little bit more settled, or is it just because you have more space in your schedule or kind of what, what do you feel like is driving that? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, I think it's both. I think it's both. I think um, certainly having more time in the schedule yeah. allows me to even have the mental space to think about, like, who have I not talked to lately? Mm -hmm. Who do I want to connect with? And who helps me feel grounded in this crazy time, right? So um, I, I do think it's, there is something to be said for having <laughs> more time in the calendar, yes. right? Is it just, it gives me more mental space. And so I think it allows me to to think a little bigger or a little differently, which is always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, on, on to every like 
beautiful side of the coin or the gem. There's also oftentimes the opposite side of it. And I think we would be remiss to think, you know, I was, I've been talking with a few friends recently, like I, we don't want it to seem like just because we know our strengths, we have it all together. We have these tools, like it's great. We just, all I do is I lean into that, that positivity strength and I'm, I'm good, right? Like that's just not, that's not really the realistic way of how it looks yeah. when we're living through strength, um, when we're that's really right. trying to be authentic in it. And so um, if you could give us an example, if you don't mind sharing, um, where have you seen an, in, uh, an instance where a strength of yours has kind of maybe taken the opposite opposite effect or had the opposite effect on you? Like it hasn't given you that peace or that hope or that um, excitement for maybe what's ahead or even appreciating it, the, the moment um, where it's kind of hindered you in some way. Yeah, no, definitely. There's, there's two that come to mind for me. Um, and the first one is, is woo. Um, I know, you know, I've, I've talked to, to my other woo brothers and sisters out there who are also feeling this pain, um, of just, you know, especially now in California, we have the, the mandate from our, our region that we need to wear the face masks as well. So I can't even smile at a neighbor because they can't see me right when I'm out on a out, out walk out there uh, outside. So yeah, it's like, how do I <laughs> creepy widen my eyes? I look like a crazy person, but um, yeah. So I think just that connection, um, whether it's people I know or just people in my neighborhood that I recognize and wave to on a regular basis like that, that feels very hollow right now for sure. Mm. And what I think it's led me to, to your point about examples is this interest kind of um, self-isolation. It's almost like mm. if I can't be out there, then I'm just going to sort of retreat, right? Like I have moments where I connect with my relator friends and all of that. Um, but I'm finding it really hard, like marketing, for example. Um, you know, I'm always fairly good at marketing. and I've been in sales for a long time before I got into consulting and coaching. Um, so that's never been an issue to reach out mm. to new people or to kind of, you know, connect or build early client or prospect relationships. And I am really struggling with that right wow. now. I just, um, the, the energy that it takes to sort of rustle up that woo is not there the way that it used to be. And I, and I assume that it's because of everything that's going on. Right. Um, I think woo is one of those things that needs to be, you know, fed. And when it's not fed, it sort of shrivels up a little bit, hopefully temporarily, but um, I'm so definitely feeling that. And then the other thing I would say, and I, I alluded to this earlier, is um, my strategic along strategics number one and then a ranger's number seven. Um, and so I think that combo for me is always very powerful in terms of navigating through to achieve goals, to set targets for myself, to solve problems, to to figure things out um, when I face obstacles or roadblocks. Um, and I'm I got nothing. Like I, mm. I, that's probably one of the hardest things for me is that like that, that energy, I, I still feel the energy of thinking about it and, and trying to map out options, but without any certainty of where the world is going or how long this is going to last, um, I, I face those walls that just completely yeah. shut me down and it's very demotivating sometimes. So, mm. you know, not to be a downer or anything, it's, it's a little <laughs> sad to think about, but, uh, you know, it's, it's painful. It's, it's definitely yeah. painful. And it's funny. I was talking to a colleague of mine the other day who leads with adaptability and it really mm. kind of made me feel better and kind of validated, um, my angst about my strategic arranger. Cause she's like, you know, 
I kind of feel a little guilty because I'm, I'm sort of thriving right now and I'm not really sure why. And I was like, oh my God, it's because you have adaptability and you're just rolling with it. And I just, we had this kind of fun exchange where I recognized like, of course you're thriving. This is your jam, right? This is where you are in at your best in times of chaos and, and uncertainty. Like you don't need that certainty. And she of course was saying that she was envious of my strategic because she's like, without you know, time pressure or specific goals that are laid out for me, I don't get anything done because I, I can't plan. I can't strategize. I can't, it's just not natural for her. So we were talking about how we might help each other, you know, one another out with some of those, those strengths, conscience, but it's uncanny how we are. And that's a reflection of, especially in times of crisis, how we react to things. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The way that you're saying, yeah, in times of crisis, like there's, Like, so I know, I for one know that I rely on, I have, especially in the past, like when we were, I was in San Diego stuff, relied on your strategic strength. Like, okay, I got these things. Like, what do you think? And you're just like, bang, bang, bang. I can see this. I can see this. I can see this. So I can't imagine how kind of un you, it must kind of feel to, to not be able to kind of be like firing on all those cylinders. I mean, is that kind of how it feels like, like you're not really firing on all cylinders? Yeah, that's a really great way to articulate it, Becky. And and, and that's exactly how I feel. It's very not me, right? Mm-hmm. This, this, you know, I keep using this word of like feeling paralyzed, but that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's because it's like, where is this, where is this power that I know I have that I'm, I'm usually pretty good at wielding in a positive direction. Um, it's sort of zapped right now. Yeah. And so it just feels like this kind of icky, um, like I, I find myself being lazier than usual. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge, super high achiever. I think it's number 10 for me, but I can have my moments of achievement, but man, I have just been like struggling to get motivated yeah. to do something because I don't see the outcome. I don't see where my effort translates into the end result. And that inability to connect those dots is totally taken away that superpower, I think. Yeah. So that's, that's well, what, our well strengths are, um, are, they can also be kind of considered as like our energy buckets. Right. I think, I don't, I think you might've taught me that. I don't know, but yeah. it was like, you know, like if that yep. is full, then we are, we are, we, we can go with all the energy. I mean, we're like excited, enthused about what we're doing. I mean, I think about that with your woo as well. Like it almost makes me a little sad to be like, yeah, it's because you're not, it's not being, it's not, the needs aren't being met. Therefore the energy is not, you don't have that energy to put back out into the world of your, of your woo world. I mean, I definitely have talked to a few other people who have woo that are, are really, really struggling. Like, I mean, there's not enough FaceTime calls in the world to fill the right. woo bucket, right? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is, is my observation about the difference in virtual communication versus live. Mm. And I think that's something that woo doesn't always get credit for is that a big part of what I think our, our woo superpowers are is the ability to read people. There's like an energy Mm. or a vibe that you get when you're in a room of people. And as a facilitator and a a coach, I think I'm pretty good at that. of kind of recognizing where's the group energy and how do I kind of flex to meet where they're at? Do they need an interactive exercise? Everybody needs to stand up and move around. Is it time for them to have some more quiet time where they're writing and thinking like that ability to read the room is very difficult to do on an online platform, especially when you're not on video. And so a lot of times, even if you are on video, like you're just missing that 
energy. And I think that's what a lot of woos are missing is you, you can only woo your husband so much. Quite frankly, I wooed him 11 years ago to get him to marry me and we're good. So, you know, there's not as much excitement there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it is definitely, um, you know, to, to get someone that you don't know to smile or to engage or to learn something mm. new, like all those aspects, um, are not being fed anymore. And I think it, it is very difficult to translate that into um, a virtual platform. I think it's, it's near to yeah. impossible. So I'm, totally. I'm trying to be hopeful about how I can adjust my perspective of that, but I, you know, we'll see, we'll see where that takes yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. So I want to explore positivity a little bit because I know that that's something that you really, that you really give out that there's always like, well, what about this? What about that? Like you can always see kind of the flip side of a tough situation, especially for your coaching clients. Um, and I know one of our mutual colleagues, he talks about positivity as being a sponge and that you kind of can take in negativity and that it's, sometimes your internal world is actually way more negative than other people would ever even think it could possibly be. Um, and that sometimes you need like a spot to like yeah. squeeze out that sponge. When we, when you talk about like the kind of the frustration of your strategic and your woo, like how do you feel like that's kind of sucked in by your positivity or how do you see those things kind of connecting as I'm talking about that? Yeah, it's a good way to think about it. And I, I think you're right. I think um, it, it does kind of hold on to things. And I, I think because part of positivity is not just me seeing the world through a, a rosier, more optimistic lens, but it's also the desire to create that or capture that for others. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the positivity woo intersection comes into play, mm. right? Because it's not just about my own positivity. It's about how can we all see the benefit of this or focus on having a bit more fun. Um, I think some of it is, um, you know, limiting the time that I watch the news, you know, yeah, and kind of hear what's yeah. going on. Like I want to know what's happening, but, but limiting it to a very defined part of the day. Um, like usually for me right now, it's when I eat lunch, like I'll eat lunch and, and watch the news and then I turn it off and I'm done. Yeah. Um, the first few days it was kind of like most of us probably were glued to the television set, you know, watching hours and hours of that stuff to be like, what the heck is going on here? But now it's like, okay, I get my update and then I move on. Yeah. But I, I do think it's true that it, it absorbs some of the energy that's, you know, either not being fed or being fed too much um, in some of my other strengths. And I think that's where going back to my point about fitness, um, that's been mm. probably the best outlet for me is just, you know, walking it off or, you know, doing some jimmy jacks or working out or whatever it is to sweat it out because it is, yeah. um, it is tough to hold on to that stuff. Um, I was sharing with, as you know, uh, a group of friends and colleagues yesterday and we were talking about um, tears and, yeah. and, and me not naturally being a, a big crier. I'm, I'm just not, I don't typically emote in that way very often. Um, and what I find is that I, I'm still not necessarily triggered in any real way by significant tears, but the things that do trigger me, um, I'm, I, I tend to be crying more, um, aggressively. <laughs> so things that might've been even just a positive cry, like, Oh, that's a sweet gesture that this uh, nurse made for someone who was in the hospital. You know, I might start to tear up a little bit, but like, it's like the waterworks just come out yeah. much more, uh, intensely when I have that little bit of a trigger of a, a teary eyeball. 
Um, and I think that's some of the sponge wringing things out yeah. a little bit. It's just, there's, there's emotion there that maybe I'm not even tapping into. Um, empathy is number 30 for me. So I, um, I probably don't <laughs> tap into that as much as, um, as others do certainly, but it's in there, right? It's happening. Yeah. And so I think trying to find ways to maybe intentionally wring it out, um, is, is probably a good idea. So thanks for that. Yeah, too. no, that's, uh, I, I didn't yesterday when we were talking about this with the group, I didn't, I didn't put that together, but I think you're really right. Like you, you're not just taking on like your experience in your positivity, right? You're taking on kind of like, well, that's kind of negative and that's kind of negative from out there. And you're kind of, you're like holding it. I mean, it's like, it's the power of that strength, right? Like, cause then you can reflect out the positive, but yet this is, this is crisis. This is not normal time where you can just like kind of ring it out here, ring it out there. It's like, it's going to, when it comes, it, it's going to come. And, um, and I mean, the beauty of it is that you know that that's okay. Like that that's part of your strength being set free to continue to be the positive, you know, strength and person that you are. Um, but man, that's, that's yeah. a lot to, to work through and think through and, and process. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, for sure. What, what do you, so if there's other, I mean, so we've talked a little bit already, like, you know, the exercise and even just this like permission to just let ourselves feel what's going on. Um, is, do you think that there's anything that you have done or kind of you want to do to help change the way that your strategic and your woo are working for you? Yeah. You know, I think one thing that's been helping already that I think will continue to help is, um, kind of facilitating some partnerships with other people, mm. um, that are in our space. You know, I think even just the conversation that, that you and I had with the group yesterday, and I've been doing several other things like that, where there's folks that we've kind of always had a mutual respect. Um, we're either in the same space or related spaces with consulting or, or coaching in some way. And it's one of those things where we often will say like, Oh my gosh, we should partner on something or we yeah. should work together on something. And people's lives are busy and life happens. And then, you know, we never follow through with those things. Things. But I think now is a time where a lot of us are like, okay, we need to do this, right? Not only do we have the time right. to do it, but this is something that we're all experiencing a, a bit of a slowdown. So how can we help each other to bring things back um, and to do things differently? And so I think that's something that's been helpful for me is to start to, to have conversations about what could be. Because mm. I think, you know, right now there's so many unknowns and my, my strategic tends to what if to death, right? And and that what if, to your point earlier, can can go very negative very quickly, right? What if yeah. this doesn't come back? What if my whole business has to change? What if, you know, my clients never want to do in-person sessions again? I mean, I, it can get into a bit of a rabbit hole for sure. So I think being able to to, to shift that instead of what if could go wrong, it's what, what could be positive? What could be a benefit? What could be a collaboration mm. that I've always been interested in and never really been able to prioritize? Um, what could be with that? And so even if, you know, nothing necessarily comes out of it in the long run, it's, it's helpful for me to flex mm. that muscle. Um, and what if in a, in a positive direction and it, and it also builds my relationship with those people too. So it's kind of a, a double benefit. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that's a really great tangible, like, okay, I'm going to start focusing this strength or this mindset on something else. Because this other thing that we thought our world was going to be like this forever until we, you know, retired and moved to Hawaii or whatever you're going to do. Um, that is, it's like, that's not, that's not the case. That's right. not going to be, but 
what an amazing opportunity for yeah. you to explore things that in your, you know, you could have probably gone down that rabbit hole before, but for time. And now it's kind of can be put yeah. in front of you and hopefully give energy back to some of those things that maybe are feeling a little bit more drained right now and less fulfilled. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the hope anyway. I'll keep that's you posted on how that works. Out. <laughs> you know what? I have no doubt that that is exactly what's going to happen. Erin Passons is going to create something amazing and she's going to look back at this time and be like, yeah, that's because I was stuck back there in that COVID life and no one let me leave my house right. for two months. And so I had to figure something out and you did and you will. So um, right. I, that will be exciting what you, what you come up with. Right. Um, well, as we close today, um, I'm just wondering what advice or encouragement you might have to another uh, maybe business owner or a leader um, who's who's just kind of feeling overwhelmed right now, feeling drained, even even drained by their own talents. What would you how would you encourage them or what advice would you give to them? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. And, and I think honestly, it's it's letting ourselves feel that way. It's letting um. ourselves um, be frustrated, right? It's letting ourselves recognize that if I'm feeling unmotivated, take the day off, right? Yeah. Like let's, it's, I, it's this pressure. Mm -hmm. I think we often put on ourselves to just, Oh, okay. I have all this time. I should write a book. I've been wanting to write a book. It's time yeah. to write the book. Like I don't have mm -hmm. the mental space right now to write the book. So it's okay that I'm not going to write the book, right. Or whatever the thing is that, that you've been sort of mm -hmm. thinking about and putting off. I think there's this pressure that we all have had historically to be productive during times of slow periods, right? Unless there's some other excuse. If we're on vacation, ourselves that. If it's the holidays, we tend to give ourselves that. Oh, I think we're in this, you know, unprecedented time where we have this gift of time. And sometimes it's okay, at least temporarily, in my mind, to live with it right? Yeah. Read some literature that you've been wanting to read or catch up on some Netflix shows or pick up a craft hobby mm -hmm. that, you know, you've always wanted to learn how to knit or whatever and kind of give yourself a break, I guess, is the mm -hmm. best advice I can, I can share. And I, it's advice I have to give my you because <laughs> I, I'm constantly, you know, guilt or shame or, or responsibility to try to, you know, be productive. And I think it, it is okay. Um, people always say, you know, what, what advice would you give a friend and how do you turn that on yourself? And so that's certainly the advice I'd give others, but I need to, I need to listen to that advice. Well. <laughs> you can just listen to this podcast and then you can be like, oh my gosh, I listened to this podcast. And there at the go. end, this girl did give this like really amazing <laughs> advice. And I think I'm going to take that to heart. <laughs> there you go. I'll just pretend it's not me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much for chatting today. And really, thank you for just being willing to show up with your true self in the middle of this crisis. You know, maybe in six months or a year from now, we come back on, we have another conversation about what it looks like to come out of this, because I think we're all in the middle right now. We don't know what it looks like to be on the other side of it. Yeah. We know that it's probably not going to be exactly the same, but what we do know that the only thing we can do is control what's happening right now and how, what our attitudes of gratefulness are for it, how we're allowing ourselves the freedom to do something different than we have ever done before, whether that's partner with people in a different way, or whether that's just, like you said, picking up a new hobby or giving yourself some opportunity to just be instead of having to do. Um, and that is going to be good for not just yeah. Aaron Passon, not just Becky Hammond, but for humanity as well. So thank you for being willing to be an example Absolutely. of that and sharing your story. 
My pleasure. Good to be with you as always, my friend. Yes, very, very good. All right, well, we'll catch you next time. Whew. Okay, so wasn't it so great to get into the details of what it looks like to use our strength to our benefit in crisis? And then also what it looks like to give yourself a break when you just don't have the energy that you're used to having because your strengths don't have the room to thrive like they usually do. One of the things that Aaron said that I keep coming back to is that we need to take our own advice. It's so much easier to say that I should give myself a break or be more kind to myself or not expect so much. Yet when it comes to actually doing it, that's where the real challenge is and it tends to just break down. So a huge thank you to Aaron for leading the way in reframing our minds to focus on what is filling and push pause on the rest for a while. You can connect with Erin Passens on her website, passensconsulting.com, or over on LinkedIn as herself, Erin Passens. In the coming episodes, we are going to continue to hear from some amazing business owners, healthcare leaders, coaches, and friends as they share their perspective and stories about living through strengths in crisis. And since the goal of this series is to help each other, let's connect over on Instagram to share how we've seen strength show up in crisis. Tag me or direct message me with your story or your idea. On Instagram, you can find me at isogostrong. And on LinkedIn, I'm also myself, Becky Hammond. Also, if you are new to strengths or you're just getting spun up on your own top five strengths and you're curious about what it might look like to feel more thriving, even in a global craze, I'd love to help give you a jump start as your virtual coach. It's super easy to start. And since you're here today, I'd love to give you $5 off the Strength Startup Virtual Coach Kickstarter, which makes it under $20. In this email coaching series for me, you'll get insights into your talents and your strengths, as well as some action that you can take to make relationships easier around you in stress and beyond. If you go over to isogostrong.com slash strengthsstartup, you can check it out. Then don't forget, use the code virtualcoach5 for $5 off. I'd be honored to get a chance to get to know you. You and your strengths have the power to make a ripple effect in your family, on your team, and then ultimately across the entire world. We can feel that now more than ever. The world needs your strengths. So learn them, love them, and then live them in your own circles of influence. Until next time on Isogo TV.